right. Should, I guess we'll wait till nine to actually get started. But hello, everybody. I know, right? Um, this just is, look at this. Look at all these people. Okay. Oh, oh, hi. Oh, the history of mom life is here. Hi. 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 So this is our <laughs> mutual as fans. Been, as we've been saying, this is our first time doing this. So <laughs> we'll see, we'll see mm -hmm. how it goes. Are you drinking some got wine? My... Oh. <laughs> my mom juice. I already had a glass of wine. <laughs> I was like, I can't start having my wine until like the episode starts so that I'm not messy. Oh, well, I'll just be messy for the both of us. <laughs> it's great. It's perfect. It's fine. It's totally I like fun. a messy Diane. It's pretty Thank good. Thank you. She's fun. Mm -hmm. All right. Um, we got a couple minutes to go. Um, are we going to... Mm -hmm. Are we going to do our little intro? Do you want to start with um, some, like, some stories? Or do you want to just, I have a couple of stories from friends. Do you want to do them at the end? Oh, you do? Oh, okay. We, yeah, we can do those yeah. at the beginning or the end. I, um, uh, I, I thought we would do a mom moment because that oh, yeah. seemed like part of the Absolutely. experience. Good. All right. Um, well, we've got, like, a minute to go, but we have five people here. Should Who we knows? get going? Sure. Why the why the heck not, Diane? Let's do it. You, now ask me it's if so I remember weird. what hour. Uh, yeah, uh, I'll see if I can remember my part. Okay. <laughs> I always read it. Here we go. I'm gonna do it from memory. Let's see. All right. Welcome to our parents did what? A tour of the parenting perils of yesteryear. I'm Diane Aragona, and I'm your co-host Jen Tierney. Join us as we take a look at the unbelievable history. I forget it. <laughs> Um, as, uh, oh, join us as we, um, oh, crap. As we take a look at the sometimes unbelievable, unbelievable. history of parenting. That's it. Unbelievable. <laughs> I'm so sorry. I always read it off a piece of paper. <laughs> not a piece of paper. Off my phone. I'm not that. It's okay. Problematic it's okay. with technology. I'll forgive oh, you. I'll continue doing the podcast with you for now, but don't mess up again. <laughs> okay, just for just for now. <laughs> mm. All right. So, well, welcome, everybody. Diane, would you like to begin by telling me a mom moment of yours yes. from recent recent history? Yes. So, um, mine is sort of like I feel like it's a saga that we've been talking about. The fact that my daughter doesn't sleep. <laughs> mm -hmm. Um. So we were sleep training her for like the forty seventh time. Um. Again. So, uh, so sorry. Is, I know she's almost a year old. She'll be a year old on Sunday. And um, nobody, we were saying last in our last episode, which hasn't come out yet, but uh, nobody tells mm -hmm. you that some babies are just really stubborn and you have to sleep train them numerous times and they just don't mm -hmm. get it. They don't want to sleep. So we were doing the yeah. Herber method, like the first however many times that we sleep trained her and it worked and then it would stop working and then it would work and then it would stop working. And then I just gave up when the whole quarantine thing happened, I was like, I can't do this. Yeah. Um, yeah. So we decided to try a different method and we were doing um, not really the chair method, like halfway the chair yeah. method, but anyway. She so many up, methods, you just do a little bit. I know, I know. <laughs> and I feel like I said some of this in the last episode, but basically last night she slept for six hours straight without waking up. Did and you I sleep perfect. for six hours straight without waking up? I slept for about five of those hours. Okay, that's good. Yes, because when she goes <laughs> to bed the past, like, five nights, we have just gotten in bed at, like, 
eight or nine o'clock. I'm just like, I'm done. That's it. We're going to sleep now. <laughs> um, oh, someone's asking if she, if she sleeps too much during the day. No, she never sleeps. I don't know how she's living. <laughs> Some babies are just like that, man. Yeah, she, um, I guess she just, now we've, I think we've gotten her on a good schedule and the naps are a little more consistent. I shouldn't say we. My husband, Chuck, has gotten her on a good nap schedule. He's the king of naps. But um, yeah, she slept from 8.30 to 2.30 last night. And then she woke up at 2.30 and 8. Okay. And she went back down at like 3.15 and slept till 5.30. And then at 5.30, I just, she woke up and I just took her in bed with me. And she slept till almost yeah. 8. Phenomenal. Phenomenal. It was, it was glorious. We woke up. You. Thank you. We woke up this morning feeling like actual humans. Like we didn't need three mm -hmm. cups of coffee just to get to 10 a.m. It was nice. It makes a really big difference. Yeah, <laughs> it's it like, really oh, sleep. Nice. I remember you. Yes. Hello, old friend. In fact, I, I woke up. Right. I woke up before she woke up. Like I woke up and I was like, it's very dark and it's very quiet. It's got to be really late or really early in the morning. Like, and I didn't look at my phone yet. And then I looked and I, it was like almost 2.30 and I was like, no way. And then she woke up, but I was like, mm -hmm. I'm okay with this. <laughs> That's great. So Excellent. Excellent. Yes. Tell me mm -hmm. your mom moment, please. So, uh, yes, I, I, this occurred to me, dawned on me suddenly right before we started recording and I was like, oh, so good. All right. So Diane, I'm not sure if you were aware and most of the people in this watching right now I don't know if you're aware I do not have three children I do in fact have four children <laughs> four children um and Diane you are actually intimately acquainted acquainted with my fourth child um because I believe she lived with you <laughs> I refer to her as Henrietta my my sourdough starter <laughs> oh. <laughs> well you've got to feed her every day you do she's good yeah. So, um, so I love her. I've had her for five years. I, I, I made her right after my first child was born before I'm right after Emma was born. And, um, and this week, uh, I found myself with a lot of extra starter and this whole pandemic, all of these people, all of a sudden are like, I have time to do sourdough. Yes. And it's become this huge thing. <laughs> And there was somebody on our community page who was like, I'm really interested in doing sourdough. Does anybody have any tips? And I was like, I have a five-year-old, well-loved, well-tended starter. Would you like some? And then all of a sudden I had like 10 people. So I was like, I feel like a man spreading my seed. <laughs> <laughs> so now Henrietta lives everywhere. Oh my God. Well, you're kind over. of like, you're kind of like Oprah. You know, I love to do my Oprah impressions. Oh, but yes. yeah, yeah. You're like, you get a starter and you get a starter. Everybody gets one. So yeah. So now my, my lovely daughter, my second born, <laughs> she, uh, she's all over the place now. Everybody's got a little piece of her. So she's out in Western Mass. She's down in Jersey. She's That's like, great. She's all over the town I live in. So yeah, she's just all over the place. That's fantastic. So that was my mom moment. Just like spreading her around. <laughs> just like giving her away for free. Daughter of mine. That's so funny. Well, since you mentioned that, I'm going to piggyback off that really quick because I made, um, uh -huh. I, I didn't make sourdough, but today I made mm -hmm. a no need bread recipe. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. And I like, I was very skeptical about whether or not this was going to work. And I have to thank my BFF, Wayne, um, who is an expert baker also. But I, 
was talking to him yesterday on the phone and he gave me a couple of tips because I was like, it says to leave it out for like 12 to 18 hours and it should be around 70 degrees, but my house is really cold right now. And he gave me his tip of putting it in the oven with the oven light on to make mm -hmm. it a little bit warmer, which I was like, Oh, I know. Yeah, that's wait, what that's I do it. too. It's so good. <laughs> so anyway, it turned out so beautiful. It tasted delicious. It was the easiest thing to make. Mm -hmm. You just leave it forever. Oh yeah. But it was, it was really good. It was yeah. wonderful. I made, I made two loaves of uh, sourdough sandwich bread today and they are magnifique. <laughs> so good. Yeah. So yeah, something really good. So I, I specifically wanted to use that, I, as, when it occurred to me, my, my mom, when it occurred to me, I was like, this is perfect. This is the perfect segue. Bread, breadcrumbs. Yes. Diane. I get where you're going. Take us away. <laughs> yes. So everyone, um, we are going to, so I put a couple teasers on um, social mm -hmm. media and some people were very close with their guesses, pretty much mm -hmm. spot on. Um, I know your mom, Jen, she she's guessed. In here. Yeah, mm -hmm. she's in here. She <laughs> guessed. Uh, I think History of Mom Life might have guessed. Somebody else guessed. I don't remember. But Steph, I think, also said uh, yes. guessed. Yeah. Yes. So people were guessing, is it fairy tales? Is it uh, cautionary tales? Well, mm. it is a subset of fairy tales. We are going to be talking about fairy tales that feature cannibalism. <laughs> <laughs> Children who are eaten. <laughs> Um, nom, 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 nom. So delicious. Um, <laughs> and so we picked a few of these to do. Um, we'll see how many we get to tonight. I don't want to go too, too long. But um, should I dive right in with mine with uh, Hansel yeah. and Gretel? Okay. Absolutely. Do it. All right. So um, Hansel and Gretel is a grim fairy tale. Okay. Because mm -hmm. we have we have the Grimm's fairy tales and then we have the Hans Christian Andersen fairy tales. Yes. Um, so this is a Grimm fairy tale. Um, it's similar to many children's fairy tales. Um, usually there's some type of bad guy, an ogre or a witch, some type of villain, right? An evil, wicked stepmother is often, yes. is often one of them. She's <laughs> always wicked. <laughs> they get such a bad rap. I know. It's not nice. Oh, oh, Mitch is so ready. Yes, Mitch, I'm glad you're ready. Thank you. Um, so, uh, yes. Um, so the version that the Grimm's collected and it originally put out is very different from the nice children's tale that we know today of Hansel mm -hmm. and And it incorporates uh, a lot of things that the present day children's story does not, uh, including attempted cannibalism. Well, I guess that's still sort of in there. Um, but yeah. they kind of gloss it over a little um child abandonment which mm -hmm. i didn't realize oh yeah yep and murder so <laughs> <laughs> um so yeah the the origins of this story are are pretty horrifying where they think actually historically it came from mm -hmm. um, is m possibly more terrifying than the actual story itself. yeah so, um let's dive in so most people are familiar <laughs> with the actual Hansel and Gretel story. These two children are walking in the woods. Sometimes they're lost, I think. Sometimes they're just walking. Um, but they are leaving a trail of breadcrumbs so that they can find their way back home. And then mm -hmm. they stumble upon this house made of candy. Right? Yum, 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 yum. Yeah. Candy or sugar 
or something like that. And they're, yep. they're lost in the woods. So they're super duper hungry. Um, so mm -hmm. they, they start to eat the house and the witch comes out and she scolds them for eating her house. But then she also, um, I think she brings them in and she, so I don't remember, I'm trying to think of, how did you hear it when you were little? Did you hear that she enslaved Gretel and forced Gretel to like force feed Hansel so that she could eat him or that she was trying to fatten them both up? I think I remember her having Gretel be like a, like a, you know, maid and that, like yeah. taking care of the house and stuff. Yeah. And, and, that, and then Hansel, like she kept separate and just like <laughs> tried to like make him into a little piggy. Yes. Okay. That's what I thought. And yes, people in the chat are saying yes. Mm -hmm. Oh, oh, the history of mom life says the child abandonment is still in the YouTube version her children watched. That's yeah. a little scary. I didn't know that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I must, I don't know if I didn't know that part or if I just like glossed over it as a child, but I didn't realize they had been abandoned in the woods. Yeah, it's, I, I yeah, the original is like the, the mom is real, like the stepmother is really awful and yes. is like, let's just bring them in. Cause it was, it was supposedly, or wasn't it during like a plague or a, or a famine or something? It was during a famine. So we yeah. will get to that. Yes. Oh, okay. Great. So, okay. So the pair, they uh, they manage to escape, obviously, because Gretel throws the witch into the oven, mm -hmm. and then they they can escape, and and I think they can, I think they go home. Um, yeah. But the the true story, uh, or where they think the story came from, uh, is from the Great Famine of thirteen fourteen mm -hmm. to thirteen twenty two. Mm -hmm. So this was a very long time ago. Um, there was a lot of volcanic activity in Southeast Asia and New Zealand which brought in a period of like crazy climate change. So crops could not grow. So in Europe, mm -hmm. the situation was very, very bad. There was no food supply. People were starving. Um, I think that, let me see my notes here. Uh, oh yes, one scholar estimated the Great Famine impacted 400,000 square miles of Europe, 30 million people, and may have killed up to 25% mm -hmm. of the population in certain areas, which is nuts bonkers yes it feels it, it feels like the kind of existential issue we are living in right now though so not so different <laughs> in a way. So. yeah <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness yeah so um there are stories of elderly people choosing to voluntarily starve themselves to death so that young mm -hmm. people could live which is like the saddest thing i've ever heard um, yeah mm -hmm. other people and and so here's where we get to hansel and gretel other mm -hmm. people uh abandoned their children because they couldn't feed them or worse yet ate them <laughs> oh my god yeah so an an irish uh an irish man wrote uh back during the famine that it was so bad that people were so destroyed by hunger that they extracted bodies of the dead from cemeteries and dug out the flesh from their skulls and ate it and women ate their children out of hunger. Oh my God. Oh, oh. I like the way, I, I like the word, like, like it's a disgusting image, but like he wrote that so beautifully. Like they dug out the flesh from the skulls. I was like, that's very specific. Mm -mm, yeah, yeah, that's really like, oh, oh. yeah. So yeah. gross. So that's where they think in real life the actual um, story, story came from. Yes. Came from. But, oh, um, wow. but cautionary tales 
preceded Hansel and Gretel that dealt with the same kinds of issues of abandonment and had the same sort of protagonists and, you know, bad, bad guy and mm -hmm. the same kind of storyline from different parts of Europe. So let's yep. talk about those. Okay. So there's an Italian fairy tale uh, called Nanilo and Nanella, which mm. I've never heard of. And has yep. anybody in the chat heard of that one? Maybe? <laughs> we'll see, because there's probably a delay. Um, so in this version, a cruel stepmother forces her husband to abandon his two children in the woods. The father tries to stop her by leaving mm -hmm. a trail of oats to follow okay. so that the children can come back. So in that oh version, the dad is trying to help, oh. but those oats are eaten by a donkey. Which I thought was <laughs> the Italian <laughs> the donkey. Yeah. I mean, donkey. that makes sense. Dominic the donkey is a very, uh, donkeys are big there, right? <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's exactly what I was thinking. Oh, that's so funny. <laughs> oh, uh, but the, the worst, so that's the Italian one. The worst of these tales is the Romanian story, The Little Boy and the Wicked Stepmother. When I read this one, all right, let's, let's just get into it. It, it. it made me really like sad and horrified. It's clearly not a tale for children. It's clearly like, yeah, it's like- A lot of these aren't. <laughs> no, I don't, it's, it's just folklore, I guess. Mm -hmm. It's not like- yeah. we, we sanitize them for the sake of our children. <laughs> yeah, thanks Disney. <laughs> yeah. So the little boy and the wicked stepmother. In this fairy tale, um, Two children are abandoned, so that's the same. Mm -hmm. They find their way home by following a trail of ashes. So they get home before they even meet the witch. Mm -hmm. But when they get home, the stepmother is so pissed off that she kills the little boy and forces his sister to prepare his corpse for a family meal. <laughs> <laughs> Holy moly. Basically, <laughs> they go... They find their way back with a trail of ashes, and then um, the stepmother's like, oh, damn, I really wanted to abandon you guys. Okay, I'm just going to kill you, and then I'm going to force the other one to cook you. So, <laughs> so it's not over. <laughs> oh, no. No, it's not over. Still, is there still a witch in the woods? N no, no. Oh, good. Thanks. <laughs> oh, no. Um, <laughs> worse. <laughs> yes, Chuck, it is literally the worst. So um, the horrified girl obeys, but she hides the boy's heart inside a tree. Why? I don't know. <laughs> but um, this is the really sad part. The father unknowingly eats his son mm -hmm. while the sister refuses to eat him. She will not do it. But the dad thinks it's just a regular meal. So he eats his son. After the meal, the girl takes her brother's bones and puts them inside the tree with his heart. Mm -hmm. The next day, a cuckoo bird emerges from the tree <laughs> singing, Cuckoo, my sister has cooked me and my father has eaten me, but I am now a cuckoo and safe from my stepmother. <laughs> Thanks, Romania. <laughs> Wait, it's still not over. There's more. Oh, <laughs> I know, right? Oh, it never ends. You, you think it's over and then it gets worse. So the terrified... <laughs> The terrified stepmother is, she doesn't know what to do. Uh, she, so she throws a lump of salt at the bird. I guess, like, I don't know, to, to kill it or to scare it. 
but the mm -hmm. bird falls on her head and kills her instantly. <laughs> so I guess it's a cuckoo bird. Are those little guys? <laughs> so I don't know if it fell like beak first into her brain. <laughs> Maybe just like burrowed in there. I don't know. I don't oh know. Gosh. I mean, but it's folklore, so like. So like, much of it is. What a strange story. I mean, so they think that the, the Italian story and the Romanian story both pre, uh, predated actual Hansel and Gretel, the German story, mm -hmm. um, and that that is where it came from. Um, so the story of Hansel and Gretel um, is a little bit different. In the original Grimm fairy tale version, um, the family is starving from the famine. Mm -hmm. And Hansel and Gretel are abandoned in the woods. But Hansel leaves a trail of rocks, like pebbles first. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And they find their way back with the pebbles. Yeah. And then they get kicked out again because the parents mm -hmm. are like, we thought we abandoned you. Yeah. <laughs> so then they leave the breadcrumbs and then everything happens with the witch. Um, yes. So as we know, there are many different um, iterations of this fairy tale. There is a very mm -hmm. famous opera. Oh, yeah. Hansel and Gretel by Humperdinck, mm -hmm. um, which is still done a lot. And the yeah. arias are sung a lot. It's very cute. It's easy for, mm -hmm. like, music schools to do because um, yeah. it's it's not a lot of characters. Um, yeah. And that came out in doo -doo -doo -doo, 1893. I think mm -hmm. that the Grimm's fairy tale was, was written in the early 1800s, like 1815. Okay. 1820 something so soon I mean not that far after Humperdinck composed his opera yeah. um, and then even today we still have different iterations of this Just there's one coming year. out yeah. yeah 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 like a really creepy horror movie <laughs> it actually looked really scary and I, I love horror movies so I kind I of wanted to see it but yeah. it's, and I, it's interesting because they're calling it Gretel and Hansel and I, yes. I don't I don't know if they're doing that just so that when you search it on the internet, like the new one will come up. You can up. find it. Like. <laughs> oh, the internet. <laughs> I guess, right? I mean, I guess in the age of the internet, that's what they have to do. But um, yeah, we're still getting different versions of this story. Um, and it lives on today, but just in a much more uh, sanitized, usually a much more sanitized way. Yes. Unless they're okay. turning it into a horror movie, in which case they can just take that Romanian version and run with it. <laughs> Maybe I'll tell my daughter the Romanian story. Oh my gosh. Yeah. She'll be an extra special child in her ability to like have emotional, <laughs> just like normal emotions. <laughs> That'll really screw somebody up. Oh my God. Yeah. Maybe not the best idea. I'm <laughs> um, just oh looking goodness. at the chat here. Um, oh, Joe says beautiful horn choir part in the overture of. That's one brittle, yes. Yes, um, uh, who said this? Uh, a history of mom life. We are a lot of musicians in here, that is correct. So mm -hmm. <laughs> you might get some of that. I was saying to Jen before the stream started that um, we can't go this episode without mentioning Into the Woods, the oh, yeah. Sondheim musical, which actually mm -hmm. uses a lot of the original fairy tales. Mm -hmm. Like it, it does. The more sad doom and gloom versions of yes. and not the Disney-fied versions. Yes. Yeah. So, so the, the two, um, so I feel like you did a really good job with your history. I 
I like didn't come close to that level of detail in my research. <laughs> so I feel like we should spend the back half of the episode going through the three other ones that we were going to talk about mm -hmm. um, with less detail because we have, you know, the same amount of time, but to do three. And then I don't have to feel quite so bad about how incredibly unprepared I am in comparison to you. <laughs> oh, please. Well, I was actually going to say to you, hold on, don't, don't give me too much credit yet. Cause I was going to say that I did way less on Jack and the Beanstalk. So let's see how, why don't you do your two and we'll see what time it is. And if we don't get to Jack okay. and the Beanstalk, it's okay. <laughs> okay. I mean, honestly, I was just going to like kind of wing it because I was like, this is Instagram live. It's fine. Whatever. <laughs> and here I was like so nervous. So I didn't really get to Jack and the Beanstalk. So I was like, okay, I better make Hansel and Gretel like really last because if we get to Jack and the Beanstalk, it's going to be like flying by the seat of like my nothing. Pants. Yes. <laughs> so, all right. So the, so when I was looking at the different, the different fairy tales that feature eating children, cause, cause very often, um, either the, the eating is, is not done by an actual person, but someone who is like a, a, personified creature yes. um so this is the case in little red riding hood um because the wolf is a wolf but he speaks and he you know but in some old versions of little red riding hood the grandmother's actually the wolf <laughs> they're the same character <laughs> so yeah i didn't i didn't get oh, no. up into red riding hood to really get all that information but so the the one that i uh that i did more research into was snow white and when I say more research, I mean, like, I, I I read a few articles and didn't commit any of it to memory, which is why I have, like, my computer up. And I'm like, oh, give me answer. <laughs> like, you have all the history. So I just want to say a few things about these. Like, this is really going to be by the seat of my pants. Um, it's been a crazy time. I've got three kids and not enough mom juice. <laughs> you do not have to explain yourself. I, I have oh, one Lord. child and I feel like I'm going to mm. die. <laughs> <laughs> so um so with Snow White um Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs Snow White and the Huntsman there are a lot of different versions and the most uh popular non-Disney version is you know it was a German story um and a lot of German stories and German folklore are pretty dark um and so in the original story um and don't ask me who wrote it because I can't remember um I don't have the page up anymore but okay. so in the original story, the um, the evil queen was very jealous of Snow White and her beauty and, you know, sends her off or she's off for the day or whatever. And she sends the huntsman out to get her entrails, like not like in the Disney movie, it's her heart, which is still pretty creepy. And when yeah. I watched it with my kids, I was like, oh, God, I have to explain to them, like, why this woman wants a child's heart. Oh yeah, I didn't think about how dark that is. It's very dark. So, so she asks for Snow White's like organs in the original one, and then when the Huntsman comes back, he's got the um, all of the entrails of a boar, and she's like, "Okay, bring this to the chef so she can cook me dinner." And the entrails of Snow White are cooked, and she eats them. So. <laughs> unlike Hansel and Gretel, um, like she didn't actually eat Snow White. So we can take out the fact that it's actually cannibalism. because Yeah, but, but she wanted to. 
she thought it was. So it was like the intention of cannibalism was there. Um, and so the really the reason why Snow White is considered a much more like sinister story historically than Hansel and Gretel is because in Hansel and Gretel, the eating of the children is done because there's a famine and people are starving and they're desperate and it's like yeah. poor. This is a woman who has everything and she is eating a child's organs because she's jealous of her and wants to completely own her inside. <laughs> like, and Snow White, like, like, I know in the Disney fairy tale, she looks like a full grown woman, but she's really supposed to be like, like a teenager, right? Yeah, she's supposed to be a kid. Um, and so, so here's this like grown ass woman who's like, I'm super jealous of you. And so <laughs> I'm going to consume you. I'm going to consume you. <laughs> and then I will win. <laughs> so, so yeah. Um, and in, in another version, she, um, she asked for the heart and then she has the heart prepared so she can eat it. Um, it's really crazy. In there are other versions of, um, of Snow White. There's so many versions. Um, but in one of them, like, it's a really not okay for children's story in most of the versions I found. Like, the Disney version is the only one that's even close. Um, but in in some of them, the dwarves find her, and they're all evil, and they, like, enslave her and put her to work, and, and like, she's trying to escape, and she, she escapes and runs into the witch and gets poisoned by this apple, and then a prince comes and finds her and goes, this is such a beautiful creature, impregnates her while she's asleep, <laughs> and leaves, so Snow White wakes up, still imprisoned by the dwarves, and pregnant with a baby. <laughs> like that's a bad day can you imagine though like can you imagine being an adult person and in reading this story and being like i bet i bet if we try really hard we can make this okay for kids right <laughs> so if we take out the entrails but just leave the heart perfect fine. Kids will love this. fine it's fine and the dwarves can be really goofy and silly and like really sweet fine and the prince comes and like he doesn't ask before he kisses her but like he kisses her and he waits around like he doesn't right. like violate her body this is fine yeah and then they they ride off at the sunset together so it's okay mm -hmm. it's fine so yeah so that's Snow white um <laughs> i mean there are a lot of disney stories that are problematic even in their Disney forms um, yes. for many, many reasons. But um, <laughs> yes, I never realized how, how bad Snow White was. Like, mm -hmm. I guess the whole beginning with the heart, like as a child, I remember that part just sort of like going over my head. Although, okay, so you used to go to Disney World. Did you ever ride Snow White's Scary Adventures before it was closed? I might have, but I couldn't, I, like if I had to describe to you what that ride was like, I couldn't. Okay, because I have no it was of it. super scary. <laughs> so basically, in every scene, like there's, mm -hmm. you'll see Snow White like singing into the wishing well, and like mm -hmm. she's like, you know, singing with her creepy high soprano voice with tons of vibrato, and she's like, you know, she's all <laughs> happy. And then like the witch is like, you go around the corner, and the witch is there. Basically, in every scene, like it looks happy, and then the witch is like lurking. And then there's a scene where she's in front of the mirror, and you mm -hmm. see her, the the pretty 
queen face in the mirror mm -hmm. and she's yeah. doing mirror mirror on the wall blah 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 yeah. and then she spins around and she's the creepy old lady and you yeah. don't expect it so <sighs> and then and then at the end in the in the ride the witch mm -hmm. tries to kill you in the ride car by by put by throwing a boulder on you <sighs> so it's no thank you scary it's pretty intense that she dies in that movie. Like, I'm, like a lot of bad guys die in Disney movies, but I yeah. feel like it, it. that one is particularly like, oh, man, she's dead. It's not like a question of maybe. <laughs> no, that one's pretty bad. Uh, and not that we're going to go off on a Disney tangent, but the hunchback of Notre Dame is pretty bad when, when Frollo gets, like, thrown from... Yeah. Um, Notre Dame, like you don't come back from that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's true. So, um, all right. So, uh, let's talk very briefly about, um, uh, about, uh, Little Red Riding Hood. Um, sorry, my, my baby has woken up and I, I hear him screaming that. in the background and I'm like, oh no. <laughs> um, so, um, all right, so Little Red Riding Hood, um, the most common version of that story is there is a girl and um, she's going to visit her grandmother in the woods and she goes in and she's got some treats and some flowers and things and she goes into the house and the, the wolf has already been there unbeknownst to her and has eaten the grandmother and, and has, is now posing as the grandmother um, and, and then, you know, tricks the girl, and I think in the more common version, she just, just eats the girl, right? Yeah. Yeah. And then, I, I, sometimes she escapes, sometimes she doesn't, I, I think usually there's a happy ending to Snow White, but, or to, uh, Little Red Riding Hood. So, yes, there is. In, <laughs> so as I said, in one of the original versions, like, the grandmother actually is a wolf, and, and eats her. <laughs> the end <laughs> like, so the grandmother is a wolf um, but but how does that work yeah like i think i, I think it's i, I think it's got to have some sort of like um folklore lycanthropy in it like okay. with some sort of like oh she's been turned into a wolf somehow and but if it's the same creature it's the same person right. um and then there's uh and this this other version is represented in into the woods where um there's a, a hunter coming along and sees that that the wolf has eaten something that is still moving and so like opens the belly of the wolf and pulls out the uh the grandmother and the daughter and and um little red riding hood and the grandmother's like let's teach this wolf a lesson because he's still sleeping because in this version of the story like the wolf is has eaten so much and is so full that he's passed out and sleeps through being cut open and have two, the, his whole meal pulled out from his stomach. And the grandmother's like, go get a whole bunch of rocks. We'll put them in his stomach and sew them up. And that'll teach him. <laughs> like, uh. I mean, totally the wolf deserves it. But like, <laughs> like, who comes up with that? I don't know. It's very strange. So, yeah, there. so... Um, I think there are also some some versions that I saw where like Little Red Riding Hood is also like like she's the evil character, right? <laughs> like and like goes and um, I think has some evil intentions for her grandmother, and then like the wolf gets to her, and so she dies before she is. 
So like there's she all gets what she deserves. And her stories. <laughs> so um but yeah, it's it's amazing how many um how many versions of all of those stories existed over time when you know when so many of those stories were told orally and you know I know and different countries and how like I, I don't know if there's a Romanian version of either of my stories, but I sure hope not. <laughs> Oh, I don't know. I kind of hope there is. I mean, it would be quite the interesting story. <laughs> mm -hmm. Ooh. So um, we, um, have some, we have some questions in the comments. Um, history of mom life into the don't they make the wolf into a coat? Yeah, little red. She ditches her her hood right, and she mm -hmm. starts to wear the um, mm -hmm. she wears the wolf right. It's like a fur coat, I think. The wolf coat. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Who? I mean, and that wolf in Into the Woods, that wolf is basically a person. That song's song real, real rapey. <laughs> like, that it's song's true. really it's uncomfortable. Yeah. I mean, well, that's what the original story is is so much about is, you know, like, it's a it's supposed to be the wolf is supposed to be like carnal sexual lust and you know like consuming a person so that song was very much written to be like super rapey because um, right. it, it is <laughs> so, um <laughs> but yeah when I, when I first watched the original um like the original cast recording of into the woods on like vhs oh. way back when i was like is that is that a penis <laughs> i are being like oh my god this is a really intense costume. Oh, it's great. Oh, I love mm. I I think we have, I don't know if we have that version or if we have the Vanessa Williams, mm. like, later version. Yeah. I have to check. I mean, they're both wonderful. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I, I feel like, as I think, I think Wayne said it in the comments also, but Into the Woods is where, is the first place where I heard a lot of the original stories because I was such a Disney mm -hmm. fanatic. Yeah. So, I, like, I didn't know about the, the stepsisters' eyes getting, getting their out. eyes picked out. Yep. Mm -hmm. And their heels and toes cut off. I know. That's what Wayne said. He didn't Cinderella know. Cinderella's a creepy one. The feet mm -hmm. getting cut off. Yeah, yeah, to mm -hmm. fit into the slipper. So, mm -hmm. I know. It's, like, totally crazy. Um, do you want to hear any of my Jack and the Beanstalk? I do, because Jack and the Beanstalk is also pretty fascinating. All right. I'm going to do my best here. I have to get my notes, because I don't know. You got notes. I didn't have any notes. I just... Well, I, I mean, let the mom juice carry my stories. Hold on. See, I needed, I should have brought my wine down. All right. You just see. have to believe in yourself, Diane. So I'm really going <laughs> to, I'm really going to focus on the, um, the original Jack and the Beanstalk. First of all, they think that Jack and the Beanstalk is the oldest folktale. Really? Like, of all of them. Yes. For real. That's For real. Um, um, the first, the story first appeared in print in 1734. Okay. Um, but what I really want to read to you is I found this hysterical article that I will try, we'll post a link on our website, maybe mm -hmm. not that this is going to stay anywhere, but if anyone's interested, where somebody found on like, <clears throat> they found like a, an online version of the original fairy tale. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's super creepy and super weird. And um, it's part of a collection of other stories, but not like fairy tales. I'm just going to get into it. So let me see here. All right. So who wrote it? It was this man called Dick Merriman. Excellent. 
Yes. Best name. Mm-hmm. Way to go. So great pseudonym. Um, but he, he wrote this book that was it it it, the, it focused around Christmas and magic. So in the beginning <laughs> of the book, he goes on this whole rant about how people are ruining Christmas nowadays and nobody properly celebrates Christmas anymore. And um, he he doesn't understand why. Um, why people can't just like invite more people over and and have more food and why mm -hmm. can't why can't we pay our rent with with goods anymore um, mm -hmm. we should be able to pay our rent with goods so that people can stock up on goods and serve more people at Christmas he was like very concerned about Christmas so mm -hmm. clearly um, the the nice you know the <laughs> worries about Christmas have been around for a long time but um yeah <laughs> He also he also wrote this has nothing to do with Jack and the Beanstalk, but he wrote um, he wrote this. I'm just gonna read it um, because it was so good. Um, as for pucks in the corner, that is a very harmless sport, and one may ramp at it as much as one will. For at this game, when a man catches his woman, he may kiss her till her ears crack, or she will be disappointed if she is a woman of spirit. But if it is one who offers at a struggle and blushes, then be assured she is a prude. And though she won't stand a bus in public, she'll receive it with open arms behind the door, and you may kiss her till she makes your heart ache. <laughs> your heart ache, sure. Mm -hmm. <laughs> what? Wow, what a charmer. Thanks, Dick. Oh my God. Like, he doesn't actually get around to telling Jack and the Beanstalk till page 35 of this book. <laughs> Oh, my word. <laughs> All right. So in his version of the story, the story is being told by Gaffer Spiggins, um, who is a relative of Jack Spiggins. So okay. um, he, uh, Gaffer says of Jack, um, he, though he was a, sm a, a smart, large boy. <laughs> sorry, this is so strange. His grandmother and he laid together. And between whiles, the good old woman instructed Jack in many things. <laughs> and among the rest, Jack, she says, as you are a comfortable bedfellow to me. <laughs> I don't understand. I'm pretty sure that Jack and his grandma were like, yeah, that's a pretty good I am. That's confirmed. <laughs> it's just written there. So grandmother tell the grandmother tells Jack that she has these enchanted beans that will make him rich, but she doesn't want to give him the beans on the basis that once he's rich, he's going to desert her. So Jack takes the beans yeah, anyway. I, would. I mean, yeah. He takes the beans anyway, um, and he plants them, and immediately a beanstalk springs up. We know this, right? Yes. So uh, his grandmother... Instead of uh, trying to, oh, oh, it's, it, it, that's right. It springs up and it smacks him in the face and gives him a nosebleed. So, <laughs> very an important detail. <laughs> so his grandmother, instead of trying to um, treat his nosebleed or help him, she tries to kill him. <laughs> and, um, uh, which I just think like, it, it just further adds to this weird, unhealthy relationship that they have. Yeah. So. <laughs> Anyway, his grandmother's trying to kill him, so he runs up the beanstalk to get away from her. 
The yes, beanstalk okay. has grown 40 miles high and ha already has residents, you know, living in it. So, you know, Jack goes up there and I think he ends up like drinking a beer and he's given a beer by somebody in this version. And he, um, he meets various like magical people and then he mm -hmm. ends up meeting a princess and he falls in love with her. And then the, the giant finally shows up and does his fee fi fo fum I smell the blood of an Englishman. Um, and then he decides he wants to eat the princess. And so then Jack has to kill the giant so that he can run away with the princess. And then apparently by the end of this, they kill the giant and then they like, they live happily ever after, like on top of the beanstalk and Jack becomes king of the universe. Okay. <laughs> Which makes like, as I don't much know. sense as anything else. I don't know how we got there. <laughs> But that's apparently the original Jack and the Beanstalk. That's all I can all right. say about it. <laughs> all right. That's fair enough. But I was just really amused by the beginning of the story with like the incest and then like all the other weird stuff in that book. Mm -hmm. So I just thought I'd share Yeah, that. there's there's all kinds of, uh, and there's certainly other um, other versions mm -hmm. of it that I don't know all the details, but like where the, where the giant has a wife who like yes. has who also has a relationship with Jack. I'm not sure what that relationship is, but like they have a relationship that, that then the, the well, male giant is not keen on. <laughs> sometimes the, the, the female giant almost like treats him like a, like a child, like right? A baby. She, like, feeds yeah. him and takes care of them. Right. Cause he's small yeah. and he's cute. Yeah. I don't know, man, but yeah, it's so in that one, it's very much like I, I want to eat you, but here's evidence that I have eaten many other Englishmen. Yeah. <laughs> They're so tasty. Mm. <laughs> oh, yeah. And that's just a big person. So that is cannibalism. <laughs> yeah, that is cannibalism. A hundred percent. So these are, I think there are more fairy tales that have some form of cannibalism, but we figured yeah. we would uh, hone in on, on these. Yes. There's a lot so. of, of like certainly children being eaten, not always by people or people like things but um i was reading that that the the reason why we told stories to children about children who are eaten and then like survive being eaten is is to somehow make childbirth explainable like you can be inside of someone's belly and then come out of their belly <laughs> That is a wacky way of explaining that. Right? So, I mean, more like uh, if you're having a child, you can be like, oh, yeah, in this story, this this tiny person gets eaten and then, like, comes back out. <laughs> it's like, oh, like, the baby's going to come out of you? Yeah, sure. Mm -hmm. So, but. All right. I, I just bought a book that just <laughs> has pictures of, of like, sperm and I, like, little cartoon spermies and I was like yeah it's little spermies and they go inside the egg and there's a baby and it comes out you mean you didn't, you didn't mm. tell your children that you ate a baby and then you then the baby came I out grew it. yeah like I ate a baby <laughs> seed and I, <laughs> like it, like a watermelon seed and it grew into a baby inside me and now you know, and I'm very fortunate that I've had three C-sections. Um, and so it's very easy for me to explain to my children, oh, yeah, they just, they make a little cut in my belly and they pull the baby out. I don't have to go into the other explanation. Yeah. 
I guess I'll have to do that one day. <laughs> it's fine. It's oh, fine. man. You know, I mean, but you know my daughter. I mean, I gave her those words so she could own her body. So she could be like, yes, I have a vulva. But you know what happens? Then, like, it's vulva, penis, vulva, penis, butt, butt, penis, vulva all the time. <laughs> and that is my life now. So. I just fine. can't wait till she goes to kindergarten and starts doing that. So I was talking to somebody the other day about this, and, and our hypothesis is that kindergarten next year is going to be such a shit show because all of these kids will have had, like, no socializing for the last year. That's true. <laughs> so they'll all be crazy. And so Emma's crazy will be muted by all the other crazy. <laughs> let's, let's hope. <laughs> just like, oh, please. Because, like, she is just... She's wild. She, so her favorite song right now, like she requests it multiple times a day. She calls it Butt Butt Coconut. Um, it's not it's not what it's called, um, but that's what she thinks it's called. It's actually called Diane, Up Butt Coconut. And the lyrics are, Up Butt Coconut, Up Butt Coconut, Up Your Butt With a Coconut. <laughs> Wait, so it's even worse than Butt Butt Coconut. Mm-hmm. Yep, yep, yep. So, who that? She just, oh, it's, I don't know, it's some like comedy person, <laughs> but like, I don't know, she thinks it's just the funniest song in the world and she wants to listen to it all the time. And we constantly have to like tell our echoes to stop playing it. She's just like, but, but, coconut, but, 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 coconut, stop, <laughs> stop. I love it. I love it. Awful. It's really bad. I think it's so, great. Yeah. <laughs> um so i think that the live is going to kick us off in the next like 10 minutes because it only lets you go for an hour okay. so um i just want to share because we we have our little segment of your parents did what your parents and did what your parents mm -hmm. did what so mm -hmm. i got um i got a story from a friend my friend mm -hmm. joe who i think is still in there somewhere mm -hmm. um so joe uh is the the son of professional musicians and so he was telling me about um when he was a baby and his father there he is hi joe up but coconut <laughs> <laughs> so you can you can tell me if um if i'm telling this wrong but um he said that his father had to go to a rehearsal with his trombone but they didn't have anyone to watch the baby so he also had to bring the baby and they lived in New York City, so they don't have a car. So um, he said he was on the subway with his trombone bag on one shoulder and his mm -hmm. like mute bag on the other shoulder. And then Joe in the carrier in front of him holding these bags. Oh my gosh. And he said that he had no hands and they're on the subway and Joe just starts wailing just shrieking and he was like and there was there was nothing there was nothing I could do and I was just getting dirty looks from everybody and I just had to stand there with this crying screaming baby attached to me for the entire subway ride which made me feel a little bit better for when I'm in the car my baby will never stop screaming that it's, it happens to everyone oh, yeah. yeah I today I was out for a walk with Liam and and I, there's a loop that I can do through our neighborhood where I go through this like nice residential area and then I cut back through the cemetery. <laughs> and it's a very, it's a very big, it's the only cemetery in our town. And, mm -hmm. and so it's very large and it's a good walk. Um, 
And so we're walking back through it and all of a sudden Liam just like loses his mind. <laughs> and we're in the cemetery, which like on a normal day is probably okay. But because it's such a nice place to walk right now um, and so many people are home and like trying to get out and get some exercise, it's just like packed full of people. Like not packed, but like there are people who can hear my crying baby in the cemetery. And I was just like, calm down so now I'm like carrying him in one arm and pushing my stroller with the other hand which is awkward if you've ever tried to push a yes, stroller I with one hand um and I was just like this doesn't work please calm down and then I was like I'm gonna have to breastfeed him in the cemetery that's what's gonna happen right now sit yourself on a tombstone so, yeah, and get comfortable um yeah that I think that's the only oh and I Joe had one other story of his father doing funny things at rehearsals but he said he had to bring him to another rehearsal and he needed to go to go down for a nap and he had nowhere to put him. So he laid him down on a piano bench, mm -hmm. just like left him there. And he said, when, when his father got home, his mother had like a total meltdown because she was like, you laid him where on a piano bench where he could just fall <laughs> off? He would just roll <laughs> off? Oops. Oopsie. I mean, I hit, he's alive. He's alive. He's Listen, alive. every single person who is alive today you and all of your ancestors have made it. You did it. Congratulations. <laughs> did it. That's one of the things that surprises me the most is that like, until me, there's not a single person in my bloodline who's decided not to have children. So we're about to get kicked off. We've got a minute okay. and 45 seconds left. So um, let's do all of our, so we're obviously we are on Instagram at OPDW podcast. Uh, we're on Facebook. We're on Twitter. You can send us an email at OPDW podcast at gmail.com. Um, and you can just get in touch with me and Diane. Cause I think everyone in here knows us and can yeah. totally get in touch with us. No problemo. Um, so Yeah. We don't have any theme music today, but if it we were don't. playing, it would be lovely, and it would be by? It would be by Theo Rosenberg, who is at Theo WR Music. I'm pretty sure. <laughs> uh, is there an underscore in there? <laughs> oh, yes. I think there is an underscore. Yes. So it's Theo WR underscore music. There we go. That's it. Got it. Boom. So, so yeah. good. So thank you, Theo, for our music. You can hear it mm -hmm. if you listen to our podcast. Um, Theo is, um, he's actually one of our students at our music school. He's still in high school. So, I mean, the fact that he composed such awesome music is. He's amazing. Amazing. He's the best. And his new song's pretty good too. It is. Yeah, yeah. His single is great. I think he's dropping some new music soon as well too. Um, so yeah, thank you guys for tuning in and yep. um, check out our, leave us a, a review and rate us on iTunes oh, if you feel yes, so yes, inclined. Yes. We would really appreciate oh, yeah. that. Yes. Thank you. Um, do you have a good, do you have a good sign off? <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, I think so. Let's do it. Okay, um, real fast, on, because we have okay. no time left. Okay, okay. Okay, Diane, until next time. Don't play pups in the corner. <laughs> Peace. <laughs>